we're post podcasting. It's a deconstruction of the podcast genre. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, welcome to Bossy Britches. I'm Julia Dumay, and of course, I'm here with Lisa Schinninger. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Netflix's October offerings, new for October, and about impermanence in general, and uh, how Netflix and similar services have have or have not changed the way we consume culture. Um yeah, let's open it up then. That was that was an intro. That, there we go. That was an intro. Thank you. That was. Yeah, turning it over. Uh Lisa, what do you do you want to start by talking about uh Netflix, what you've enjoyed, new offerings in October, what you've been sorry to see depart? Yeah, I'm going to start with what I'm sorry to see depart um cuz it's still very raw and new. Um mm-hmm. they took away Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Oh no! Yeah. I had not noticed Which that. I think I have watched at least once a year um, since oh. they came on Netflix. I don't recall them ever not being on Netflix um, oh, no. when I wanted to go watch them. And I looked last night, and I was like, "No! Oh, you no. can't take it!" Especially with the news that Paul Feig is going to be uh, <sighs> rebooting uh, yeah. the gender swap. Uh, cast and I was like but I want to watch the old one again yeah. and it's gone. And doing it for October just seems particularly cool. Right? They actually took that's away just, oh, there are a awful. lot of um, like really cheesy cheap Halloween movies that used to be on all the time that don't seem to be there anymore. Oh that's sad. Yeah so it's uh, I don't know what the heck they were thinking I guess somebody wanted the money and they thought they were going to get it somewhere oh. else so that's not cool. Netflix. Oh, that is terrible. Um, they also took away, and I saw a lot of people upset about this one. Um, they took away the Law and Orders. Yeah, yeah. My mom has been very upset about that. Yeah, and it. What well, I thought, because uh, one of my friends, Casey, she had been watching original recipe Law and Order. Yes. Um, yes. And I Law and Order Prime. Yeah. And so she was not. I don't know how far along she was, but um, when she was like, "No, they're going away." Um, I thought it was just that, but it turns out they took away SVU and they took away criminal intent, which you should never take criminal intent away from the people, okay? Because <laughs> the people need Vincent D'Onofrio <laughs> being a lunatic. Um, <laughs> and also, I need it for my um, my Jeff Goldblum write-up, so I'm really upset about that. Um, yeah, but, and then the other big one was Battlestar Galactica mm, went away. Yeah. I had not noticed that was gone, which is a shame because I, I got sidetracked on uh, beginning a rewatch a few months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it's probably for the best that I did not complete that. <laughs> and if I really feel the need to, uh, my mom has the entire series as a box set. Oh, that's good. So I can if I I feel the need to. Um, but. It, yeah, that's sort of a nasty surprise that it's not on Netflix. I I think what prompted me to do it was I had played all the way through Mass Effect a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it has, um that also has robot uprisings because, you know, that's what always happens when you end up with robots right. is that they will decide to rebel. 
against their creators. That's right. So I decided I thought I would continue with the theme and I got through the mini series and the few episodes of the first season. But yeah, I'm like, oh, it may be Netflix trying to save me from myself there because <laughs> I'm just going to be upset if I continue. Yeah. Um, and that, so well, in that actually, case, that, doing yeah. a service. Exactly. Which sort of brings us, you know, back to what we'd been discussing. Um, you know, is that impermanent sort of a feature or a bug for us? And one thing I have found, um, is that it sort of forces me to do a certain amount of self-examination with regard to my pop culture viewing, because a lot of my cue will be things that I it's stuff that's been on there literally since I first joined mm-hmm. Netflix a couple years ago and I have not gotten around to watching yet. Um, and instead I am watching Futurama and 30 Rock and Bob's Burgers for the 12th time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has sort of forced me to realize, oh, there are things that are just on there because I feel like I should watch them and I want to want to watch them more than I actually want to watch them. Yeah. Uh, so it has sort of forced me to do a a pop culture accounting of my soul. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I've seen that go around before that I, that um, you put stuff in your queue that you think you'll get around to someday, but you only ever watch what you pick up on an impulse. So, mm-hmm. um, like, I, I personally would love to see Netflix's stats to see you know, how much yeah. stuff gets played out of the queue versus how much yeah. stuff gets played out of a search bar or, um, you know, the recommendeds that come up, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, like subversive, subversive comedy action films with strong female leads. And, oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yes. And then you miss all of the um, the new wave French cinema that you've had in your queue for yeah. three yeah. years because you just don't feel like getting around to it ever. Yeah. 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 So I I think actually like I am really torn on whether the impermanence is a feature or a bug. Um because I think having that I'm a deadline person and mm. seeing that something is going mm. away makes me more likely to, you know, finally tune into it. Um yeah. but then I am also easily frustrated <laughs> because I go you know, say this weekend I decided to go and watch Ghostbusters and I get on there and um, it's not available and I'll just give up. Mm-hmm. I don't look for anything else I'd want to watch instead. I'm just like, well, screw that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, fi- I'll mm-hmm. find something else to do that isn't Netflix. So um, I'm really torn on it. There, When it works, it's perfect and wonderful and you mm. love it so much because you get to just sit in front of the TV for ridiculous amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it doesn't, you don't. I don't know about how other people do it, but I just walk away. Like I don't. Yeah. Because I think they're um, like the recommendations engine is really great. And that's, there's a lot of jokes about, you know, those really um, niche categories that you get. Like they analyze what kind of films that you watch. And then that's, they build you a little mini category that. Nietzsche is probably also a niche there. It probably is. The Nietzsche niche. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. I apologize. That was, <laughs> that was a I'm good one. I'm deeply ashamed of myself. Thank you. More puns. Um, <laughs> yes, always. So, sorry, sorry. That's okay. I, I but I've to. found that like when I'm looking, so when I'm looking for something in general, you know, I want to watch something funny. It serves up stuff that I'm going to like. Um, and the ratings, or we think you'll, 
we think Lisa will think this is a three star or whatever. Those are usually mm-hmm. pretty spot on. But when I'm looking for something specific, you know, if I log on and I want to watch Ghostbusters, I want to watch Ghostbusters. There isn't anything else you're going to say that's like that that I'm going to be satisfied with because I specifically want to see, you know, Egon crawl out from under a desk. I want to (laughs) see Phil Murray wandering around being a jackass. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to watch. And yeah, there's not really any way you can serve up similar content in a way that's going to be satisfying for me. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be able to, yeah, it would be, well, that would be an interesting engine um, they could implement, I should think, is like, we don't have that content available right now. Mm-hmm. Try this instead. Because I'm like, if I'm in a Ghostbusters mood, like you said, something specific, um, that's a very specific craving. And I can think of like two movies that I might accept instead, which are like, Adam's Family and Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. basically. So if you can say, oh, watch Adam's Family instead, like, oh, I might say, oh, yeah, actually, that yeah, might satisfy Yeah, me. that'll hit the that spot. Might, yeah. That'll scratch the same itch. And they know, like, I, I read a very interesting um, thing. It might have been the thing about the same article where they talk about how they come up with those super specific recommendation categories where they said, you know, we not only pay attention to what you actually watch, we pay attention, we track what you stop halfway through, Mm -hmm. we track like what you scroll through and what you sit on and look at and consider and then pass. We keep track of that too to try and figure out what are you ignoring? What are you saying? No, I don't think so too. Um, So I'm like, that would be... and. As you said, I'd love to see data for how often do people watch things off search? How often do people watch things from their queue versus recommendations versus specific searches? That'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, because I know I, well, I I split my time between um, the web app, which I use Chromecast to put up on the TV, um, Mm -hmm. and my phone, which I watch sometimes on my phone and sometimes I Chromecast it. Um, We call it the Chromer. Whatever, nice. whatever system you're on, you just put it on the Chromer. Um, nice. Yeah. So Google, if you need a branding idea, you can use that one. It's free. <laughs> you're um, welcome. <laughs> so I, what I end up doing a lot is searching because, um, especially on the mobile app, it's really kind of not, for me, it's not intuitive the way that, that the app is laid out. Um, and it's really sensitive also. Like, I'll be trying to scroll past something and it'll start playing it instead. Mm, um, I hate that. So it's a lot easier to just search for it than to try and find my cue and scroll through the 7,000 things that are in there looking for the one thing I'm finally in the mood for. Um, yeah. Or, you know, even scrolling through recommendations sometimes. It's like, no, I didn't want to watch this. Why are you playing this for me? Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So I guess impermanence, I guess it would actually be... I, I guess I do think of it more of as a bu- as a bug, because um, mm. I do find I don't often think um, oh they took it a- they took this away, good that'll give me time to do something else to watch something else yeah. or to, to get off Netflix entirely. It's it's usually like oh why'd they do that? Yeah. And my frustration is almost never directed at the people who hold the rights. It's always at Netflix for not negotiating yeah. the contract well enough that I can keep watching. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is silly because it's not up to Netflix. Because it's certainly, yeah, it's definitely on both ends there yeah. at least. But Netflix is right there. 
and the rights holders are not. Yeah. So then I, the other kind of side of that coin is now that Netflix is getting into original works, Mm. um, you know, and so they're only available in Netflix, you know, are you ever going to be able to buy them on DVD? You know, Mm -hmm. will you ever be able to own it or will it always be this thing that only exists inside Netflix's and Netflix could take away access to it Mm. at any moment? Um, You know, is that, is that the way it's going to go? Or if Amazon does the same thing, Amazon does some original, um, original work. They have a pilot season that you can vote for. Um, I've voted a couple of years now, a couple of seasons on shows that I want to watch. And then it turned out that they chose the ones I voted for, but I never went back to watch the shows. Like, I don't know Mm. if they ever even got made. Um, Mm. I don't know where they exist inside Amazon. Um, which is another really great like recommendation engine, but I've never yeah. I've never logged in you know to buy another pack of socks and they've said oh by the way that that show you voted for in our pilot season it's available yeah. now so I wonder it just sort of disappears into the ether right so vote. is it is it one of those things where you have to specifically seek it out or is it does it get delivered to you any other way um, or does do you, is it mm. one of those things where you only see it the way Amazon wants you to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of my frustrations, um, although this may just be the way, uh, my Netflix does things, um, I, uh, but I have no idea, uh, cause I use a, uh, a Roku, um, a streaming device that's just plugged into the TV. And, um, m- one of my frustrations with Netflix is that you don't have any idea how long you're going to watch things you're going to have things available for um like you said i i like you i work very well on deadlines i need um it helps a lot if i can say okay i know at some point in the next month this is going to go away mm-hmm. and uh that's something i really enjoy with as as frustrating as the hbo go app can be in many ways um it's it's really uncooperative i find and kind of buggy but one thing I really like about it is that they will say available through whatever date um, that this is going to go away at the end of the month. Right. This is going to go away in two weeks. And I know, okay, I've got a deadline for that. And if I don't watch it before then, well, then too bad. So I would love if Netflix would make that information more easily available. Yeah. Um, you can that find if it. They would say, you know, yeah, like because you have to hunt it down. Right. It, there are websites that track it, right. but you've got to go out there and find them. And I think if you, yeah, I forgot about using the set top um, apps. I think we've got one in the DVR or in the Blu-ray player, um, mm-hmm. and in the the Wii and in one of the other game consoles. That, but we never use it because they just um, they were so outdated. They never really caught yeah. up to the web or the even the phone app. Um, so I know if you, if you look at your queue on Netflix, they used to have, um, this is expiring on this date next to the title. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I don't think they have that anymore. And also like it kind of, if you, if you haven't been there in a while, um, you Mm -hmm. sometimes I can't find, I can't get to my list. Like I can't find my queue. I get lost in all the categories. Um, and, uh, Every time they redesign, it's like I have to start all over because I'm so used yeah. to I just go to the search bar and I find something and I watch it. Um, 
So, which, you know, I, I work as a web developer. I should be able to pick that yeah. up a little bit faster, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if we can't, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a design problem. If we're pretty familiar, we're fairly web savvy. And if we're having trouble navigating it, you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. with your design there. Like, it looks like it's... Especially now, it's really optimized for, like, tablet usage, but I'm yeah. not using it on a tablet, so it's no, frustrating. No, then we're screwed if we're not. <laughs> yeah. I will be soon, hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed, if I like That's, it. Oh, oh, ooh, so you can report then. I you will. report on the, the Netflix yeah, I'll report. Experience. I'll report an update from the tablet user world. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> So well, fancy. Pardon me. <laughs> I'll be back in the Stone Age, <laughs> watching it on my laptop like an animal. <laughs> it's like the Middle Ages uh, in here. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like I mostly, my laptop is falling apart, and I, oh. I'm i actually uh, recording right now sitting next to a desktop computer that's about 10 years old. Nice. <laughs> All right. like banging two rocks together and hoping it gets on the <laughs> internet somehow. You have to light a, light a, uh, Light an offering, an incense <laughs> offering to it. Yeah. Hope it works. Yeah. <laughs> little prayer circle around myself. <laughs> like, will you connect to the internet, please? In fact, like that stone, like that stone circle in Outlander. <laughs> yeah. The ladies in white are dancing around it every morning, hoping it'll get online. I actually just opened it up because I was trying to get to Netflix so I could see how easy it is to get to my queue. And it has reset, um, I need to replace the battery on the motherboard because it oh, has no. reset the date to 2004. <laughs> so it won't nice. let me connect to anything. Crumb's like, people are trying to steal your information. <laughs> so this is before Netflix even existed. <laughs> yeah. You've traveled back in time, you ask it to go to Netflix. It is like, like the stone what circle. What are you talking about? That's not a thing. <laughs> oh my god. It is. I have the Outlander Stone Circle in my basement. So, if it, <laughs> unfortunately, it doesn't take you to any attractive Highlanders, but it will take you to, say, <laughs> message boards from 2004. <laughs> right. If you want to visit that That's particular time. almost as good. Less mud, there, yeah, generally. Le- less poop. A little yeah. less poop. Maybe not much. Less- that might be yeah. overreaching. Depending on the message board. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, have you seen, we had a list that Vulture put out of what was new on Netflix yes. this October. Did you get a chance to check out, to see if any of that looks looks good? I am really excited about finally watching Gilmore Girls. Uh, oh, yeah. I have not actually, let's see, I have not actually watched that, or I've caught it in passing but mm-hmm. I've never actually sat down and watched it it was always more my mom and my sister's thing um so I'm I'm excited about finally trying that out yeah same here I never got into it um I don't know I think it kind of hit I wasn't old enough to identify with um with Lorelai and I wasn't young enough to identify with Rory yeah. um, so it kind of just sort of slipped past me um, but now I'm at an age where I think I would um, probably have a lot more to say about uh, Lorelai's story um, and more nostalgia for being in Rory's position. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it, too. 
Yeah. Oh, Annie is back. That's exciting. Because I'm really actually excited about the remake, too. Um, I've been really looking forward to the, uh, the Annie remake. Yes. With, uh, Janae Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, really enjoy Annie. I rewatched that for like the first time since childhood just a couple years ago, thanks to Netflix. I was actually not aware they'd taken it away, but now it's back. So that's exciting. Uh, I um, have never seen Annie. And, oh, uh, gosh. I told my sister that about a week or two ago. <laughs> it was it might have, probably a month ago because it wasn't on Netflix yet. And she was just horrified. So I'm going to have nice. to... We'll probably have to watch that soon. Because, yeah, I'm really right. excited about the remake, too, because um, it looks really cute. Yes. That little girl. I'm really excited Sajanae about it. is so adorable. She is. She's super cute. Although, I got tricked. She was in those commercials for, um, I think it was a luxury car, I want to say. Huh. I'm not really sure. It was like... Um, She's not old enough to drive. I know. It was what the, is she doing? It was the weirdest commercial. It was on during the Super Bowl. It was her and a bunch of other little kids, and it was like this dystopian, like maybe huh. post-apocalyptic landscape. And I got really excited because I was like, "Oh my god!" Not only did they reboot Annie, they really rebooted Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out it wasn't oh, an Annie I would trailer; watch that. <laughs> it was a commercial for something else. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. That would be great. Yeah. So, like in my head, like I've been really excited for Annie coming out because it looks really cute. But I've also been super, super excited because I keep getting it mixed up in my head with this commercial. <laughs> with the post-apocalyptic yeah. <laughs> sci-fi thing. They're like post-apocalyptic orphans. Tell me how perfect that is. Oh, I watch it so much. That would be great. Yeah. I would enjoy that. But unfortunately, that's not the version we're going to get. That's so sad. <laughs> that is really sad. Um, yeah, so Gilmore Girls and Annie, I'm... Oh, putting both of those in my queue right now um nice they also brought back galaxy quest i don't know how long yes. that was gone, but if anybody yes. is listening who has not seen galaxy quest at least 17 times you need to remedy that immediately because absolutely i think it was um i think it was george takei said that it was like the best star trek movie yeah <laughs> he said it was i believe what was the phrase he used he said it was uh something like was it chillingly accurate? Yes. I believe was his phrase. Yes, <laughs> it's the greatest Star Trek movie that Star Trek didn't actually make. Um, yes, it's yeah a classic. If you that is yeah, I bonded with that mo- with my mother a lot over that movie. Yeah, because um, I was raised by a Trekkie. Same so here. I I definitely that was that was a very meaningful movie for for my family. Yeah. Oh, well, and it, like, even if you're not, like, a Star Trek fan, if you're a fan in general, if you're the kind of person who goes to conventions, if you're the kind of person who gets online to discuss things, it's really, um, it's really in a sweet spot where it takes that seriously while poking fun at it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's a really, I, um, I want to say it's, it's almost romantic the way that it treats fans, um, mm. because, like the central plot is about um it's this crappy TV show like Star Trek um which I love deeply but is you know not the greatest <laughs> like quality wise when you're talking about it original is, yeah. series um and so they're this crappy uh syndicated science fiction show that's been off the air for 10 15 years um 
But what happened because it was syndicated was it was beamed out into space, like on the television signal. And this alien civilization picks up the signal and they have no concept of lying in their culture. So they think that they're historical documents about this intrepid crew going on these missions and saving the universe. Um, so it really becomes like, it's not just the science fiction story, but it's also about like the relationship that a show and its cast have with, um, with the fans that receive it. Um, and so it plays with that a little bit and it was really just, it's just cute and fun and hilarious. Um, it's lovely. It really yeah, is. Yeah. It's just the entire cast is fantastic. I think that was really the first thing I ever saw. I, I don't know if it was his first big role, but it was definitely one of his first major roles was, uh, for Sam Rockwell. Yes. That was really my first As, exposure. Yes. And I think a lot of people's first exposure to him. Yeah. See, it was mine. Definitely. I think maybe he'd been in one or two indies before that, but I hadn't really taken mm-hmm. notice. And this is the big one. Guy mm-hmm. Fleegman. Yeah. Um, yeah. He plays, he was on and he was on the show at one point as an extra, basically, <laughs> who dies very quickly. He's a red shirt, basically, who just dies immediately before the first commercial and who ends up p- being pulled along on this adventure and is freaking out. He's kind of a little bit of the everyman. Mm-hmm. Um, in it, the character who's he and the fan, the other fans are sort of the, the every person character in this, who's just sort of, and who is the voice of reason at one point. You know, they, <laughs> they land on this planet and they just open up the shuttle and he's like, what the hell are you doing? You can't just go for, you're just going to walk out there. Is there air? You don't know. <laughs> he's the best line readings in the movie. He does. He, he is, is just fantastic. fantastic. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then there's also, um, Sigourney Weaver plays basically the Uhura character, and mm-hmm. she, um, she has said that she just absolutely loved it, because she got to put on a skin-tight cat suit and <laughs> a blonde wig and be this vamp, uh, but she also got to sort of make fun of, um, the stereotyping that happens, because, you know, she, she played Ripley, and then all she got for years and years and years was Ripley, um, and so she got to play this sort of frustrated actress who was in this, in a worse position because, uh, the character she had wasn't Ripley. The character she had was, yeah. uh, her, her sole duty was repeating what the computer said. Yeah. Um, so it was, and then you've got Alan Rickman also as this oh. Shakespearean actor, like RSC trained. Oh, he's wonderful. Who somehow got a role on this show playing this alien with these terrible corny catchphrases and this yes. this this whole head uh rubber piece like and he just hates his life so much and it, his story is he sort of comes to embrace you know what that role means for people who watched it not what it meant for him um mm. it's just great there's a a, a grown-up child actor who was on the show Who's yes. sort of like the crusher of the show, the Wesley Crusher of the show. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's really cute. It's a send up of, uh, Star Trek. It's a send up of Trekkie culture. Um, mm-hmm. it's a send up of William Shatner. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. Like, in the yeah. best possible way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally love it. I don't, 
I mean, I, I think one of my favorite stories about that is from Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. on Galaxy Quest, where he said, you know, that he was actually very hesitant to see it because all he'd heard about was it pokes fun at Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I like Star Trek. You know, yeah, it's it can be very silly, but it's also got a lot of really good stuff about it. And I was feeling pretty protective of it. Right. But Jonathan Frakes saw it and told me, no, you need to see it. You really do. And it was absolutely lovely. It was very kind-hearted humor. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly... Um, it, it's one of my favorite quotes actually on satire and on parody and on making fun of things is from Mel Brooks, who knows what he's talking about, but he said, you know, with things like that, you can't make fun of something. You have to make fun with it. That it, the best parody really needs to come from a place of love. Right. Yeah. Well, and you can always tell. Um, when somebody yeah. is doing it because they really love the material or when they're just doing it so that they can score a cheap joke, like that really yeah. comes through, um, the intent, yeah. uh, which is not something I put a lot of stock in normally, but, um, definitely when it comes to satire, I think the place where you start is important, as important as, you know, what comes out of it. Cause mm-hmm. you can see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example that does it badly and I can't, I'm so Galaxy Quest right now, I can't think of one. Yes, I'm sure there are plenty, um, but we're generally, I don't think we're going to think of them because we have not watched them generally. Those are the ones that Netflix has the data on when I turned it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see, what else is new this month, uh, or returned this month? Um, it's a lot of further seasons, a lot of season two in the case of Supernatural season nine, because that show is still Still going. Still going. It's in its Um, 10th season. Yeah. How is that that possible? Yeah. How many seasons did you make it through? I, let me think. I made, oh, I made it through quite a few and I actually, Just a week ago when it was getting ready to premiere, I was like, do I want to write about it? Like, I haven't, do I want to return to it and write about it every week? And then I forgot that what night it was actually on, so that <laughs> I saved myself from myself. Nice. Um, the, uh, I think I made it through five or six seasons, and then yeah, I just couldn't do same. it anymore. Cause I'm really, yeah. I was really into, and maybe this will be a, maybe we could do a, a show on this, um, later in the year, but, um, I was really uh, initially attracted to it because I'm an X-Files freak and Mm -hmm. the idea of a show that's entirely about monsters of the week was just yeah sign me up and they're hot guys in a hot car yeah Yeah, i'm in um and then what i tuned in for was not what i was uh promised (laughs) so it's like they took it's like they decided you know what the problem with x-files was besides too many non-monster of the week episodes Mm -hmm. is too many women that lady that's another get that lady out of there get that lady out of there (laughs) get her out more yeah yeah Mulder's too mature yeah so let's get Mulder women about 10 years before the show started um when he was like a big jerk well a bigger jerk let's say (laughs) Um, yeah that was really like oh what a great idea let's do that great idea do it yes let's do it 
Oh, yeah. But I, I'm also, I like, oh, sorry. There was a thing I actually, sorry, I just thought of, and I, I, I'm definitely leaning toward putting a full show on Supernatural, but there was a thing recently, um, at Comic-Con where, um, Aisha Tyler has a podcast called, um, Girl on Guy, where it's just Mm one-on-one interviews with people that she finds interesting or that she knows. Um, and she's had, uh, Jared Padalecki or, um, what did we used to call him? Potato. Potato. Right. Duck and potato. <laughs> duck and potato. So yeah, uh, Jensen Ackles is is duck because he has duck lips, and Jared Padalecki is potato because he looks like a potato. Um, mm-hmm. so she had him on, and she was talked about how she really likes Supernatural, and she said the same thing when she had Misha Collins on, is that it's a story about these these the interior lives of men, which she said mm. is not something that you get very often and i was like i don't what? know what pop culture you're watching because we get the oh, interior lives of men is, always what? is that sarcasm that i'm not getting no it's Tyler? it's genuine what? and i i can see what she's getting at because there is like there's an emotional aspect of the show mm. that i think doesn't get explored a lot the, especially the relationship between um the brothers like mm-hmm. I, my name for the show is Brother Tears. Like mm-hmm. that's my favorite part is when they get all upset about each other and, like, um, as sure. a sibling, I seek out entertainment that yeah. explores sibling relationships like that. Yeah, um, no, and I not in a Game of yeah. Thrones sense. Like I want something that's more <laughs> genuine than that. Um, so it was. It, I was really attracted to the show, like on that level, and that's what I enjoy is the Brother Tears stuff. And then it just became like this show about like heaven and the devil and this angel mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. these cosmic forces which is interesting but it didn't really work for me and that was why I banned yeah. the show yeah because they... in a, I could it's terrible but I could put up with the sexism um you know it was just background noise because that's sort of the background noise of the world um mm-hmm. so when it wasn't really really egregious and I would never go back and revisit the worst ones the worst episodes but um, I could sort of tune that out and just concentrate on the parts that I liked. And then the parts that I liked got fewer and fewer and farther between. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I think back in like the third season, so years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, I believe, who was it? Somebody, somebody on live journal did actually, she went through all the seasons that had aired thus far and kept a running tally of like how many gendered slurs mm-hmm. were used basically the bitch watch she called it of how many times yeah. did they use words like bitch um and it just skyrocketed in season three like the first two seasons there were a couple of few but then it just it got as you said it just got egregious mm-hmm. Um, and I was also more and more put off by, well, like you said, I was in it for the monster of the week stuff. I was less interested as they went on with the big plots about the cosmos and angels and the devil. Um, and it also comes off badly. And I'm so appalled that Netflix still doesn't have this show because I can't imagine it would be difficult for them to get. It's a tiny little show that was canceled in a dozen episodes and was never shown again and has never been on DVD. I can't think it would be expensive for them. Uh, 
but Supernatural really pales in comparison to Eastwick, which I still really mourn. And um, I mention it because it did something really, really interesting with the cosmology mm-hmm. that I don't think I've ever seen before and certainly wasn't on Supernatural, um, where... You know, I was, I'm watching Eastwick and I'm like, I don't know how to feel about the fact that generally the devil character is kind of half right. Like oh. generally he will tell them something and it'll be clearly wrong, but then they'll find, these characters will find sort of a middle way that is not quite his way, but is not also the supposedly totally good way. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. And then suddenly it clicked with me that this was a show where the cosmology is not Christian. Hmm. That this is the Jewish devil who is not at all an enemy of God. Oh, wow. He's just, you know, another, basically another angel who his job is to help you get closer to God by taking you on a really weird roundabout way um, and giving you a really bad sounding idea, but helping you figure out, oh, that's not totally terrible after all. And Supernatural, I was thinking about that at the same time that I was watching Eastwick and realizing, you know, because Supernatural, I just get so exhausted with this assumption that the universe is Christian, Mm -hmm. that if you're going to have God, there's going to be a devil and the devil is definitely bad and is a fallen angel and there's a hell and everything is, um, everything basically comes out of the Christian Bible and you sort of don't even realize how much of what you see in TV shows and movies about angels and their nature and the nature of God and the nature of evil, how much of that is explicitly Christian until something comes along that isn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's, that was a tangent, but yeah, that was sort of one of my frustrations with Supernatural in addition to the egregious sexism. Right. Um, Yeah, it's a, yeah. And when they do explore the idea of other cosmologies, it's, is in a monster of the week kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. it's never like they'll take, you know, like a demon from another culture, but it'll be some white dude. Um, that yeah. They confront in a dark parking lot. And yeah, so that, that was really, there were a lot of th- reasons to be frustrated with Supernatural, but <laughs> if you want to watch it, it's all on Netflix. Yeah. Here we go. The first couple seasons <laughs> yeah. are a lot of fun. They really actually. are. Um, if you, I, I think Morgan, the first so. season has the racist truck. Um, yes, which is an episode that racist you can truck. It's the first time that you see, uh, I believe, it's the first time you see a character of color. That's a woman of color. <laughs> you will never see her again. Um, it's a there's a racist truck. It's kind of like Christine. If Christine was Hitler, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's terrible. Yes. Um, if Christine were in the KKK. Yeah. If you you can skip that one. Um, but the rest. No. Of the, the I thought we were recommending that one. That one's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the racist truck. I mm, I like. I really like that character too. That that woman, and she never came yes. back, and I was really sad. 
Um, and that's a that's a running theme also. Don't get too attached to the female characters because mm. if they do come back, they will not be around for long. You can get attached no. to any of the incredibly attractive white boys because they will be around forever. Forever. Absolutely forever. Um, Eastwick, um, was that the one with Rebecca Romaine and Paul Gross was the devil? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was so brilliant. Now Somebody I wish that was available. Put that on DVD. Please. My God. Please, please, please. Because the world needs Let's more see. Paul Gross in his true form. Obviously. <laughs> As the devil. <laughs> he is so much fun on that show. Is he? Also, he is just clearly having a blast. He's like going for it. He's all in. He is like, I'm the devil and it's going to be amazing. Well, it's based on the movie, right? With Jack Nicholson. Um, yes. The, um, which is a Eastwick book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Updike, I believe, which, you know, is always can bode well or ill, mm-hmm. depending on uh, who you ask. So, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I remember uh, really see. liking the movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Which I probably let wasn't supposed see. to be watching it when I was a kid. But. Probably. Let's see. What else is new this month to Netflix? Um, Arrow. Right, I Arrow season two. I have to watch Arrow. I I feel like it seems like a lot of fun. It um, is a lot of it fun. It seems like the kind of dumb fun I might enjoy. I think but I a... I can't get past how young everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I I enjoyed the comics and I'm just like I know they're they're not supposed to be babies. They're supposed to be grown-ups. <laughs> so I I'm trying to get past that well, and actually I watch the show. Really enjoy the show. I started watching it um I think I think the second season hadn't yet started and I sort of mainlined um the whole first season. And it was it was a slog to start with. It's it's definitely a That's show that I've improves heard. through the season. I think by mid season it was really like I I gotta get to the next episode. Um where before it was kind of like, oh, do I really have to watch this? Um, yeah, that's what I've heard. Everybody said you just kind of have to grit your teeth and get through yeah. the first half of the first season. Because uh, there, there's a lot of character stuff in the first half. Otherwise, I would say just skip it, even though mm-hmm. it hurts my hurts me to my completest <laughs> soul. Um, you you There's a lot that you could discard, but there is a lot of character stuff that you need. Um, they do a lot of flashbacks. It sort of splits time between... The current day, uh, when Oliver Queen has been returned, and when he's on the island, um, mm-hmm. where he goes through all of his training and, and trauma. Um, there's a character that they created for the show. I don't believe he ever was in the comics, but I think he might be in the comics now. I think they they picked him up and ran with him. Um, John Diggle, who yes, is Oliver's heard... bodyguard. And a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and sort of cohort, and he is super attractive. First nice. of all, I'm just going to lay that nice. out right out there because um, he does not get enough shortlist scenes. So if there's a petition out there, somebody let us know. Um, <laughs> we'll <link laughs> we us can to petition that. the network for more. Um, but it's it's really really good because he's an ex-military man, and he's sort of um, he's not Oliver's conscience because Oliver is everyone's conscience. Um, mm-hmm. he, on his vigilante quest. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he sort of is uh, kind of a restraining arm sometimes. Um, mm. uh, and then also Felicity Smoke is the other um, yes. restraint on Oliver's uh, vengeance quest. And she's fantastic. 
I didn't think much of Oliver Queen to start with, but I think that sort of goes with every incarnation of Oliver Queen. Yeah. You don't think much of him. Um, yeah. But Felicity yeah. is amazing. Um, she's really, she is really the reason that I sort of stuck with it until it finally I realized that I liked it. Um, All right. So it's very good. And of course, it's got John Barrowman. So if you're familiar yeah. with genre shows at all, you already know who that is. Um, yeah. And he's delicious in it. He's just, every time he comes on screen, you can see how much fun he's having. So All right. <laughs> really, That's always fun. It was good. I always really enjoy that. Yeah. And Ma- uh, Manu Bennett, who you might not recognize because he usually is under a mask or some sort of oh. um, makeup. He plays um, Deathstroke. Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting. Slade. Okay. Yeah, Slade. So um, it's it's really nice to see him and get to see his face. Yay! <laughs> Instead of just Excellent. his moves. Um, but yeah, that that just, I think the second season just got on Netflix. So yeah. That's right. another recommendation. Let me see. I've also wanted to check out Rain, because I've heard the same thing. That it's mm-hmm. about, that's, which Mary is it? I think it's Mary, Queen of Scots. And it's, yeah, it's about her, I guess. Oh, wow. Theoretically. Um, it, but it's, I believe CW, so it's trashy teen drama. Yeah. Soap opera with costumes, which I am on board with. Um, and I've heard it's a lot of really good trashy fun. So I'm, I'm excited to check that out. That's cool. Is it when she's, um, is it when she's in France before, um, I believe. I don't really know all that much about it, actually. So I, it would, looks, I would think so. I've. It's one of those things where I just see gift sets, and I think it's sort of. It's either not on the air currently, or it's fallen out of favor, um, mm. because I haven't seen much lately. Um, but yeah, it's really it looks really lush and like soap opera, and yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you're into if you're into soap operas with great sets costumes yeah which i am because i'm a downton abbey fan so Mm -hmm. that ought to tell you pretty well that i am uh let's see um shadow of the vampire is back apparently oh is it they took away bram stoker's dracula oh which i've seen i've seen shadow of the vampire but i like fell asleep i've like fallen asleep both times i've tried to watch it uh which sounds terrible but i was just like really tired Mm -hmm. both times and ended up like dozing off so I have never actually seen it all the way through. So I'm, and what I've seen, I've been intrigued by. I just need to actually get all the way through it. So. Yeah, I I saw that when it came out. Um, and I remember really liking it. Creepy, but not scary, I guess. Mm, and that's my favorite kind. Yeah, and it, it's really like, it's a really interesting take on Nosferatu, like behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and it's uh. Not really behind the scenes. There's a supernatural yeah. aspect to it. Yeah, really, really. That's a good Halloween pick. Yes. Excellent. Don't yeah. look for Bram Stoker's Dracula, though. They just took it away, which Ugh, I can't believe. Gosh, darn it. Buffy's still on there, though. So you can watch Buffy versus Dracula. Oh, sweet. Yes. Be good. And, um, and, uh, Nosferatu is also on there. Is the Nosferatu, Nosferatu on? Yes. Yeah. So. So there you go. You do have some other Dracula picks that you can choose from there. I wonder if Blackula's on. I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Um, so if anybody else out there has any Netflix recommendations, stuff that's brand mm. new, or if you want yes. to commiserate over something that they took away from you, 
like Law and Order. Oh, it'll be yes. back someday. <laughs> um, you can contact us on the website at Real Bossy Britches. Uh, there's a contact page, and you can write in there. Or you can email us at info at realbossybritches.com. we got to come up with a better email address. That one's terrible. Um, All right. And uh, you can get us on Twitter at Britches Podcast and on Tumblr as well, britchespodcast.tumblr.com. And, uh, of course, you can always subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. And we're also on Facebook. I believe that's the page is Bossy Britches Podcast. Go figure. <laughs> and we're both on Twitter um, individually. I am uh, Jules has tweets, J-U-L-E-S-H-A-S-T-W-E-E-T-S. And Lisa is O-C-Fairer, O-H-S-E-A-F-A-R-E-R at Twitter. Uh, so you can find us there as well and talk to us about Netflix. Yay! Your various Netflix feelings. And uh, great. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>